Yeah, you should have seen. I was bright eyed and bushy tailed for the first like 50 raids. I'm like, we're just doing it. Just, I'm just putting in more remote raid pass. It doesn't matter. Oh, that one's 20 feet away. I'm not moving. I'm just going to remote it. I don't care. <laughs> That's right. They're like, oh, you guys want to walk to that raid? I already did it. Like, but I'll walk with you. <laughs> I'll walk with you. <laughs> You're tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. Was GoFest at its Go Best this year? Let's chat. Dino, Dino, we should have seen this coming. Did you hear about the new Community Day move? Brutal, right? And more on this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to the GoCast podcast, episode 195. It's June 11th. It's quite the wide berth, almost an entire week since the GoFest weekend and uh, almost uh, almost two weeks since our last recording time, but we, we have lots of stuff to catch up on. It's going to be a good episode. I'm your host, Chris, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Kyle. Hiya. Hey, Kyle. How you doing? I'm doing good. 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 That's fine. <laughs> good for you. Yep. Okay. Uh, I'm hoping our special guest gives me a little bit more to work with. Please welcome Legendary Moo, Moo or Andrew, whatever you choose. I suppose it's, it's how you know him. Uh, but hey, how's it going? Uh, doing all right. Okay. I, I <laughs> need to, to leave. You two can just stand here and, <laughs> mm-hmm. and just yes. say fine, good, good, back and forth. All, all right. right. Okay, cool. Okay. Well, I know how to get more information out of the two of you and get the two of you talking. It'll be when we start discussing GoFest weekend because the two of you are rather opinionated. We were literally just like, let's wait as we were getting started on the conversation before the recording started. So I'm excited there. But first things first, shout out to all of our patrons. Thank you so much for your support. We very much appreciate you. This show is made possible because of them. More about Patreon and patrons and patronage at the end of the show. All right. So, Mr. Kyle, we set some goals for GoFest weekend really quick. Let's just go right through these. Uh, You and I both wanted to get a shiny Axew. How did you do? I did not get a shiny Axew. You did not get a shiny Axew. Now, did you not do any Axew raids or something? I did Axew raids. Oh, well, okay. uh, I'll give the details in a minute when we I'll all get to share beats. some thoughts. Did you hit level 44? No, I got the experience I need. I need five more leaders. Okay, sounds good. And oh, and you only wanted to get experience for 44. So you did do that. Yeah. Good for you. And then there's a blank space for number one, where I apparently missed what you said and then never asked you about it. Do you remember what your other goal was? No, absolutely not. It's been like 11 days since we recorded. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, should we just consider that a miss? Uh, <laughs> I don't remember what it was. <laughs> I don't know. Was it hatch eggs? Was it? I don't know. What no, it was probably... Doing? It was probably like shiny related. No, oh, maybe. How many? I don't remember you... what I would have said though. We'll we'll say it's a no. And if somebody okay. remembers or I remember to go back, we'll amend it next week. One out of three. Nice work. Okay, Shardy Axu. I did do that. Uh, Max Haxy, which is my now my first one hundred percent Haxorus. That did not happen. She's close. 
hatch 100 eggs <laughs> yeah 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 oh and God. work on a pvp araquanid i did do that i have a rank 108 that's now kitted and ready to go so that's three out of four okay now moo pop quiz did you have any goals for yourself this weekend and did you accomplish them goals were mostly xl candy and that's so far still in the process because i'm trading away everything that i had accumulated <laughs> which takes forever but hey at least it's guaranteed yes yes that is that that i'm happy with i didn't i never thought we were going to get that bonus back well here we are <laughs> right it's awesome yeah and I really did want to get a shiny AXU. I was lucky enough to get that. Beyond that, it was just hang out and have fun. Yeah, absolutely. And then just for some context, the three of us and uh, many other people in our group, including, you know, Mitch and DeFi was there as well. Uh, we, we played in downtown Chicago both days, kind of in the park area. It was pretty consistent. And we didn't really venture into the city all that much because the buildings really cause a lot of GPS related issues. And uh, we didn't want to walk too, too far away from all of the stops because Maggie Daly Park, even though they weren't hosting an actual meetup, like a non-location meetup, had all of its temporary stops put back in that we had seen on Stuffle Community Day. So that was very interesting. But before we actually get get started here, Moo, it's been a hot minute. Do you want to give uh, everybody a little bit of context to who you are? What sort of player you are? Um, my name's Andrew. I'm from the northern Chicago area. Uh, I'm very lucky to be able to play quite a bit. And I really like <laughs> catching mons. That's lots of raids, lots of catching mons. Yeah. When we discuss community day numbers and catches, uh, Moo is the upper limit for those numbers for our group. How many Pokemon do you have caught now, Moo? Uh, let me look. A small loan of a million catches. No. <laughs> <laughs> 641,719. He's getting close. It's a lot. I think I That's just a broke a hundred thousand like the other day. So my <laughs> word. That's oh, a, you get like thirty spawns at home every hour. How do you? Uh, Chris have, has yeah. no excuse. Yeah, he just doesn't open. The thing, the thing is, is that like I do other things, you know, and I, <laughs> I, I, I'm really dumb because I leave my Pokeball Plus in my car instead of like on my desk, which is where it should be, you mm. know. But I'm like so terrified of leaving the house without it because it's happened once. And I was like, all of this wasted distance. What am I doing? I need to have a car plus and like a desk plus. That's what I need. So now now you know who you're messing with here. It's Mr. Moo. He's even though Mitch has the super player tag, I, you know, I think we all know. We all actually know. Right. Mitch, no hate. Appreciate. All right. Let's get into the news here. Yo, what up? It's the news, or should I say moose? Forgive me. I'll see myself Ooh. out. <laughs> Collective groan. Ooh, was it a boo or a moo? <laughs> <laughs> it just keeps compounding. It gets worse and worse. All right. So first thing up in the news is, yeah, Global GoFest Week in 2022. It was June 4th and 5th. We're going to talk about our thoughts, and this is going to be largely the bulk of the news section and if we play our cards right, probably the show. <laughs> uh, but before we share some thoughts, you know, they did release a recap event blog post uh, that, you know, they share some fun figures and stuff like that. So as always, I like to shout those out. Trainers caught over 1 billion Pokemon. Uh, trainers spun over 750 million Pokestops. And trainers collectively explored over 100 million kilometers. Now, of course, that sort of begs the question, how do they suss out legitimate walked <laughs> kilometers and, and kilometers that are, you know, maybe less than legitimate. 
I don't think they do. But in either case, rather impressive numbers. So that being said, uh, Niantic has communicated that they believe that this event was successful. The title of the post that went out was like, we're grateful for another successful Pokemon Go Fest. So let's start there. I'm actually going to open the floor to uh, Kyle to sort of set the stage for us here. And then we're going to follow up with Moo's thoughts. And I'm just going to interject because I can't help myself. So, Kyle, how was the weekend for you? Let's let's start our conversation on day one, which was largely rotating habitats and uh, rates and things like that. So get us started. I think a good preface for that is how many shinies got for each day and stuff like that. I walked away from the first day with 10 shinies and also preface. I did 100 Axie raids on the first day, 97 Axie raids, whatever. I was counting. It's like I carried away. So (laughs) and I still didn't get the shiny. I'm I'm extremely bitter about it, but that hasn't affected my feelings about the weekend, if you believe that or not. I don't. You don't? No. <laughs> okay, well, I, I mean, I had a fantastic time. I've, I really enjoyed it. There, there was a lot of problems. Let's, let's not pretend there weren't. But as an overall experience, I still had a really good time and didn't feel upset that I had to buy a ticket to experience this. Now, granted, did not pay for my ticket for the event. I did buy my girlfriend's ticket, though, and I'm not upset having done that either. All right, so that's pretty much your your overall experience for day one, kind of in a nutshell, the overview. Yeah, I mean, I guess the only thing I didn't say was the spawns are garbage. For the whole event, I felt <laughs> it was 70% trash, and I have never felt that way for a GoFest before. And not like Trubbish, not like in a good yeah, no, way. No, no, if it was 70% Trubbish, it would have been just a little bit irritating, but still good. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, I'm excited to hear Moo's thoughts. So day one, what was your overall sort of experience, yay or nay, and, you know, and any problems? You know, because you've done every GoFest, right? So Yeah, I've been to all of them. This one, I haven't had so many Mons run from the Go Plus like this ever before. Because, you know, there's, there's a tough mix to handle between, okay, there's select wild spawns I want to catch, not many, but just numbers, you know, it's like how many of what can I get to be able to trade later? And most of them seem to be running away, which is getting old. What? Cause I'm trying to raid at the same time. You know, there's tons of people sending invites. I'm trying to send invites back to other people. So keeping up with all of that was getting to be a bit frustrating when I look back at, you know, my inventory and then, well, I didn't catch anything. Look at my journal. Ran, 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 ran. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. What's the issue here? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And that's uh, an answer we'll never get. So how did you feel about the spread of, of Pokemon? Because I feel like the spawn, cho- the choices of the spawns were, were a really big point of contention, at least on social. And Kyle sort of touched on it. But do, do you think that those Pokemon just kind of naturally have high base catch rates based on the ones that were chosen? Or did they just neglect to lower the base catch rate for this event? Well, yeah, we, there was no decrease like or increase in catch rate like they weren't easier to catch. And most of them have a tougher catch rate for sure. There was no increase in spawn rate or density. So it wasn't like Community Day where they pop spawn points and you're, you're stuck with whatever would normally show up and using lures and incense. So right. we're not seeing a like extra amount of Pokemon like they've done for GoFest in the past. 
I would agree. And I feel like that sort of dovetails into kind of the first big issue for the event, which was some issues around spawning from incense and slash aura lures that the, the three of us found out when there was also uh, complaints on the lure side of things before this recording today, that the spawns that were coming specifically from incense, I feel like was the most pervasive for most people, or at least noticeable. Those spawns would not despawn. They would stick around for a really, really long time. And it was it was really kind of a bummer because in between the raids, which for a lot of people that were not afraid to spend some money on remote raid passes, like the three of us are not, the spawns are supposed to be the thing. There were not event-specific tasks, research tasks, which was strange. There was no egg-related bonus for distance, nor were there event-special eggs. That, to me personally, was very, very strange. And mm-hmm. I know that that's a day one and a day two issue for sure. But I was expecting on day one with the rotating habitats, especially given all of the verbiage and all of the communication that was given around getting out, going, exploring, and walking, and there were no proximity bonuses for catching with the lures for this, that there should have been some sort of incentive for exploration via tasks or incentive for walking via eggs. To me, that makes the most sense, right? Because incense actually had been bumped up to one spawn per minute. It was back to its old spawn rate. And by old, we mean the ones that we had enjoyed over the course of the pandemic bonuses. Mm -hmm. So while that was great, it also didn't work that well (laughs) mechanically. So that was kind of a bummer. Um, I think for me, uh, just to close my thoughts really quick before I move on to day two, and then we can talk holistically about the event. I agree with both of you. I think there were one or two spawns in each rotating habitat that were good. And I think the rest of them were a little less good. Uh, I'm not even talking about like pit of, like I got a shiny pit of, I'm really thrilled about that. I think I got two of them, but in between the starters in some of those rotations, in a catch-focused event where you're not going to lower the base catch rate, starters are problematic. I feel like we've said that from the get-go. And it wasn't even like specific starters. I remember having a conversation with Kyle about this at our first real big break, which was that I could see Mudkip. Mudkip's relevant. It's it's meta. But we don't need to see Torchic. We don't need to see Turtwig. I would you argue know? with Torchic. That's yeah, a good oh. one. You know what I mean, though? Like, but, but Mudkip, I feel like, is still a tier above. But, like, you know, e- even that, just to interrupt for a second, that's fine. Torchic, Mudkip, Turtwig, that's fine. They're older starters. Why were the Alolan starters there? That's the big one that oh, graded yeah. on a lot of people. No shiny, bad base catch rate. And we literally just spent three months catching them. Yeah. And we're not even in the season of Alola anymore. We had just moved to a new season. Yeah. So that was strange. Uh, But I think by and large, my biggest complaint is that day one did not feel like GoFest to me. It just didn't feel like it. I mean, we had a great time. We, We made the best out of that event. We made plans. We went down. We had meals. We walked a lot. You know, we got to meet some other people for the first time in person. It was a lot of fun. Comedian and friends is always a great time. But it didn't feel like GoFest. And I, I couldn't tell you why in particular, mostly because I feel like different dimensions of the event were sort of missing. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Anyway, let's move on to day two. Let's uh, let's start with move for this one. How did you feel about day two, which was focused mostly on raids, uh, the introduction of our first Ultra Beast in the Hilego, and kind of a fun little storyline thing where Professor Willow was missing and he, it was replaced by the Ultra Recon squad leader. So thoughts 
I kind of wish I read that story thing, but trying to truck through everything that was there, well, because now the only thing to catch is on incense. The wild spawns were whatever. I didn't read any bit of that, unfortunately. The ultra beasts were, or the ultra beast that came out is primarily useless. I did four raids. Yeah. Well, you did four raids, but about one of them was a, a hundo, right? So, oh, the sure. first one. I was very lucky. That That's was right. that was fantastic. And then the lures, because you know, in Chicago, there's tons and tons of stops. Everything was fired up the whole time. Uh, I couldn't catch almost anything off of the lures because the Team Rocket grunts were in the way the whole time, and there is no time to do those when you're trying to catch all this stuff and do the raids and catch your mm-hmm. incense mods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would 100% agree. I remember that being a particular sticking point where like, just make it on the stop or make it on just the character. Stop having the character be a hitbox or something like it's just it takes up too much screen real estate. Or they could have done what they did with the last go fest where it was or the last stay fest or whatever, where it was the trainers like the the user submitted trainers. And at the end of the research, you could turn them off and they were gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was rad. Mm-hmm. That was rad. Oh, that reminds me. I did forget one aspect of day one. Uh, so each of us really quick, which special research or uh, was it? T- no, it's, it is special research path. Did we take with the difficulty and uh, the type of research? I mean, which one did you take again? Uh, exploration casual. Cause I wanted it done as fast as possible because I found it to be primarily useless. That's fair <laughs> enough. I just get it out of the way. No change in rewards. Right. So why bother? Yeah, I did catch master because I wanted the tag that said master on it in my my stack. I did the same thing because we're the same sort of neurotic dude. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I'm not sending any of those stickers. I'm I'm not going no, to. No, those going to sit there them. forever. Yeah, that's that's it. I got some from people that had the bronze on it, and I'm like, <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I'm gonna save it so I can take a screenshot and send it to people when they ask about stickers. Yeah, and, and normally I feel like in other cases we would we would probably give Moo a hard time about that decision. But in this case, considering the fact that there was no change in rewards and the main focus of the event for the day was just catch, just catch, or just raid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that just makes more sense, especially from a hardcore player's perspective. Um, all right, so continuing on with day two feedback, Mr. Kyle, your experience, Nihilego, more Axu raids, that sort of stuff. I have so little comment about the second day because it was such a nothing almost. Ultra Beasts are cool. They're weird, but cool. And they absolutely dropped the ball by releasing the Halego or releasing it in the state that they did. If they had made it meta relevant, people would have been excited that that was tied to something like that. People would have done it. But just because it existed is not enough. Especially when you compare last year where they released, you know, every single legendary on a rotation, which to us drove us insane, but to other people was awesome. Oh, it was obvious face value for other players, though. We were like, yeah. okay, sure. You know? Yeah. And people were like, I got to deal with Nahalego invites. I kept getting Nahalego invites. And I'm like, no, send me Axew. I did another like 60 Axew on the second day or something like that. No shiny. So still <laughs> bitter. About that one. <laughs> um, my my shiny luck, though, was good on the second day, all things considered. I caught very few Pokemon overall because the spawns were just bad. And I was just kind of 
burnt out from the first day. So I was enjoying just being around people. And then towards the end of the event, I'm like, you know, I should probably actually be doing all of these rockets. <laughs> so I just let my Go Plus take care of most of the catching and just kind of dealt with it more or less. Yeah, I think I don't have anything remarkable to say about the Nihilego release either. I'm in Moose Camp actually in more ways than one. I did also blast through the story and I thought it was actually kind of funny. The dude looked like he was doing the robot when he's speaking really fast. It was great. Um, <laughs> but also snagged at 100% Nihilego by the end of that day. So I will probably just do enough to, well, I have to max it so it's 100 now, but I, I just it needs a better move it needs poison jab and then it'll be up there for i mean i think it's already top of the charts yeah. for poison type attackers but poison type attackers don't really have a place so yeah who's gonna invest in one over a roserade when you're never even using the roserade anyways yeah and i, I have a roserade with a poison move set and i use it on principle only i'm like yeah. no you're gonna fight right it's so, the best attacker you know. versus the the grass fairy tapu and that's about it Yep. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Um, so if uh, <laughs> they show up, we're ready. I feel inclined. I have to ask, Chris, how many shiny acts you did you get this weekend? Yeah, I was just about to say, now that we've wrapped up our, our feedback, let's talk about some highlights. I'm just going to kind of throw out some numbers so people have an idea, and I think we should all do that. Um, but for myself, I caught just under a thousand Pokemon each day. So I think I walked away with total like 100 or 1900 ish, 1920 something by the end of the event. I did 142 Axew raids, um, and I got five shiny Axew over the course of the day. I stole all of Kyle's out from underneath him. He never even noticed. Giovanni, are you proud? Please. Um, and I ended up trading actually one of them away because one of the my big things I really wanted from this event was a Carablast and a Shelmet, and I had yet to get the Carablast, and my friend really, really, really wanted the Axew, so I, I handed that over. Mr. Uh, number four is going into Kyle already. We have to just arrange a time <laughs> yeah. for that to happen. Uh, but outside of that, I mean, I got a Binacle, you know, a, another Larvitar, Yahoo, and Omanite. The Shroomish is cool. You know, the Nummel Shiny is is underwhelming, but Camerupt is really cool. Um, and that's pretty much it. It was kind of underwhelming for the things like a Slack Off Shiny, other Pidovs, like, come on. Whatever. A, another Alolan Grimer Shiny. I needed that. <laughs> I really did. <laughs> But I think overall, good time. Walked about 20 miles total that weekend. Uh, lots of eggs hatched. Lots of giving each other a hard time. All of us smelled a little bad. It was great. <laughs> it was really great. Kyle, what about you? Your numbers, your experience, your lack of shiny Axu? I got <laughs> 17 shinies over the course of the day, of the two days. I probably caught a little less than Chris. I probably caught... I caught about a thousand on the first day, maybe 650, 700 on the second day because I wasn't really trying very hard. I, I caught two shiny shelmet, so that was really exciting for me. And I think that was that was really the standout in that regards. Oh, I caught a shiny Galarian Darumaka. I was really happy. Oh, that. yeah, that's a good one. Get any hundos? Uh, no, not a single one. No. All right. Well, I my latest hundo is an Ammonite from Adventure Week this week. And the one before that is a Santru from Community Day. Dang. Yeah. Uh, so I snagged another, a second 100% Axew that I've now named Haxium. <laughs> a 100% Turtwig and then a Hilego. Those are the three I, I snagged. 
God, my 100% luck is legendarily bad. Hey, question for the two of you. I just noticed because I was looking at my hundos. I went back to the overworld map. Uh, a Galarian Slowpoke just spawned in the wild? Yeah, they've been around. Have they been? Oh, yeah, yeah. Part I, of I, the I new found season. one. Oh, I found I, one like right before GoFest. Oh my gosh, I, I haven't been seeing them. That was not uh, very common. Interesting. Yeah. You're not very common. Got them. <laughs> All right, Mr. Moo, how about your highlights, your stats? How did you do? Things seem to be working a little better on day two. So I caught, I think it was about 2,100 mons altogether. 21 shinies. What did I get for hundos? Ball toy, patch rat, the ultra beast, and an axe use. So four hundos in the two days. <laughs> what? Come on. <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't have even caught the ball toy or the patch rat. Somebody else that we were walking with had pointed them out. They're like, hey, that's a hundo. Fine, I guess I have to catch that right so I can delete it later. Yeah. Yeah. Ends the rules. Yeah, ends the rules. That's too funny. So what about overall thoughts? Did, did this feel like a 1499 event for you? Did this feel like GoFest? Let's start again with Moo. So my, my opinion about this is they're going to keep doing it, right? So I think they're trying to create a separate identity for Stay Fest and Go Fest. You know, the the global fest is going to be a different event for a lot of the reasons that you had highlighted. No tasks, no really Eggs. anything. Yeah. Um, and for fifteen bucks, what did we get? We got the second part of the special research, which I don't even remember what the reward was, and nine raid passes. So no, uh, fifteen bucks wasn't worth it. It was also access to, you know, like Axu and raids and well, uh, no. that was and, pretty much, I mean, that was I mean, everyone had everyone had Axu raids. Everyone had spawns. The ticket also did pr- supposedly get you an increased shiny rate, which is part of a discussion. We can allegedly have, <laughs> have real quick, I suppose. Yeah, it may have. I mean, like 2100 mons for, t- you know, yeah, that's I mean, objectively, yeah. it definitely. Yeah. did. I think that. But yeah, OK, I fine. still agree. Kyle, I don't think it felt like GoFest, and I think it's because it feels like it lacked an identity. Like trying to be cute with their hour breakdowns meant that each hour was not actually that compelling because they're like instead of just doing fire or you know volcano spooky forest uh desert they have to be like clever with what they're doing because they've done everything before and they don't want to reuse it i suppose yeah but who would care i know that i would not none of us i'd rather have spawns and redundant names for the for the rotations and it just it just felt like it was lacking that identity each hour i was like oh planes what's spawning in planes how am, I supposed, how am I supposed to know what's spawning in planes? That does not tell me the info I need to know. Same for, I mean, the city one makes a little more sense, but you have to think about it. So, Yeah, you know, honestly, I don't really care what the theme is or not, especially, uh, sorry, as long as the spawns are, are relatively compelling. And I feel like in the past when they've had rotating habitats, we've had nothing but good things to say. We're like, oh, why are there one or two filler spawns in here? But that kind of makes sense. And then if there was one that was bad, it was the one that we took a break on for the second time, right? And this time really didn't feel like that. It felt like just about all of them were kind of lacking. If we missed it the second time around, it wouldn't have been a big deal. 
you know, yep. considering yep. we weren't really catching a whole lot because the catch rate was so high. But as for whether it was worth it, I think ob- objectively it was not worth it. Like technically the value of the raid passes and the rewards from the research and whatnot, technically worth it. But that's not just what you're buying. You're buying an experience and I would buy it again. But because of the experience I had, not because of the event itself. Right. So it's it's difficult. It's difficult here because you have to kind of separate that out, right? You have to understand, like, mm-hmm. I have a good time just because I was with the people I was with and we were in the yep. place that we were in. What does this look like for a rural player that had one other friend and they only played for two hours? It probably was not a good experience. Yeah, it would. I mean, I would not recommend this experience to other players. I would not go and tell people buy this ticket right now. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I, you know, if if they were interested in doing two days of walking with a big group like we were doing, I think it was definitely worth it at that point in time. But I would probably say, you know, a ticket price is nine ninety nine in my mind for this. I, I think fourteen ninety nine is a bit of a reach. Mm-hmm. For for some comparison, last year's ticket was five ninety nine or four ninety nine. One of the two of those, and it, the second day came with eighteen raid passes remote rate passes for like half of them but like yeah pretend they're all regular rate passes that's still insane value on top of the spawns that we are completely separate discussion so there is there's other aspects to this right there's the ultra unlock for adventure week that we got by by doing certain things for this there was also the global challenges and there was like extra bonuses and stuff during this event and that was all fine it worked well in the background and stuff like that but did not serve to necessarily make this a standalone event uh, event that much better uh there was an article or there, sorry there is an article it's still up on dot esports that i sent to kyle earlier today well where michael sternaka who is the uh oh my gosh the titles change and i keep forgetting and he often gets asked these questions and and uh we get to interface with him michael's great he's very smart knows what he's talking about but in these articles when people interview him and ask him questions about these events uh, he says some some more like holistic sort of meta level stuff, and I'm not sure if that jives more or less with people. But my one sticking point was um, he was talking about people's feedback being based on shining count alone. It makes a good point, and Kyle agreed in this aspect as well that shiny count does not determine whether or not an event is good. It might for some people. But overall, that's not the case. And he was like, you need to look at this from an overview experience. How was your entire experience, including shinies, including how long you walked, including the people you were with, including the storyline, which I chuckled at when I read that (laughs) storyline. I agree. I think that's right. But where do we draw that line? Because if we're looking at this, if we pull back once for the whole event, a little bit better. The microcosm of tiny little issues fade away, right? But if you back out again and you look at the summer and what these all do with each other and we have, you know, there's like a, that global extra finale day, which is technically part of this event too. Mm-hmm. All of that together, sure, sure, value is worth it, right? For the for the $14.99. But it neglects the core experience of the boots on the ground trainer that is just playing that one day and that's all they're thinking about. If in the moment it's not great, later down the line, they're going to be like, oh, this thing I eventually got was great. But that first part was not, you know? Yeah. So I, I feel like there is there's a problem with looking at it too holistically. 
especially when you're looking at this from a season perspective and not even like a like a month, you know, it's a little bit different. I'm curious to hear what you guys have to say about that, too. I definitely agree in general. I think the, the comment about storyline is hilarious and Niantic could put a lot more work into that and also maybe separate it from the giant blocks of text that happen away from the game when we want to be playing the game. But that's a separate discussion in that a lot of people are like, I bought the ticket to get shinies. And you're just like, don't buy the ticket to get shinies. That's not what it should be for. It's not what Niantic is designing it for, as they repeatedly have told us. You're buying the ticket to get an experience. Now, whether you can have the experience without the ticket is your own judgment, of course. Niantic's goal is to make sure you can't have the experience without the ticket because they want you to buy the ticket. I, I don't know about like looking at the whole summer and the ultra unlocks as whether that ties into this value or not, because I bought my ticket. I played my event. I want, I'm giving my feedback on this. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that through this event, we made adventure week better this week. It doesn't matter to me because Niantic would give that bonus regardless if they wanted to make it a feature for the event. And also everybody who didn't pay gets the bonus as well. Very true. Mr. Moo. I don't have a whole lot to add on top of that. I hope you're not looking for a ray of sunshine to go with it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to echo Kyle. Yeah, this is a, this is just a very realistic sort of conversation. So please let it go. Let's do it. It's um, looking at a customer experience perspective, like what I've done for work for years and years and years. They're not going to remember the specific event, just how it feels. And if at the end of the day, it didn't feel good, they'll remember that for years. And if that's not fun, they might not sell as many tickets next time, which they're testing things constantly. Like I think the price point of 15 bucks, like you said, last year was five. The year before that was 10. You know, how much can they get? How how little can they give us for how much they can charge is always going to be in flux. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. I think it's definitely a, a, a balancing game for them, too. Uh, but part of the issue is also that if they're trying to communicate that there's value over the course of the season with this one ticket, like we were saying, then bring that perspective to us, right? Uh, the way that the blog posts are sort of laid out are a little chaotic. We even have a difficult time navigating them on the show sometimes to report on them. And we do this every week. There mm-hmm. isn't a blog post that we don't touch that we don't dissect, that I don't reformat for our notes because, like I said before, I'm neurotic. Like it's it's just is a little it's a little messy. But I think the idea of the whole season is beautiful. It's really awesome. And uh point and parcel to that, Adventure Week was this week. Now we didn't get a chance to really talk about this event, and I am kind of moving away from Global Go Fest. So are, are you guys okay with that for right now? We get all of our thoughts and anybody final thoughts on anything or I think the only final thought I have is seeing a lot of discussion online. Yeah. People are really, really hung up on shiny count. There's a lot of feedback to be given about GoFest, 100%. The shiny count's not one of them. Like, full stop, it's not even a singular complaint to be had about the event. Everyone is so hung up on whether the rates were correct or not, and not about the other issues. I mean, sure, people are upset about the incense, but... 
it's it's really muddied the discussion and made most of it not worth anything. And that's yeah. frustrating. I would agree. Now, to be fair, if you quick catch, incense has been broken for a long time where the spawns still hang. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I mean, that's, that's just been a thing that they haven't been able to figure out. Fine, whatever. Um, and them saying not to look at shiny count for the experience is kind of neglecting what the players want. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I had said in the, when we were all walking together and somebody had asked me, what path are you choosing? I said the easiest one possible to get it out of the way because I want to play the way I want to play not the way Niantic wants me to play today. Same thing, like I didn't do a single grunt on Sunday. It was a waste of time compared to the wild catches and the raids. That mindset is pretty pervasive in the social sphere right now in particular. I mean, everybody that did have a plan and had a group and stuff like that were like, yeah, I had a great day with my friends, but gameplay was lacking. So I feel like we're kind of in line with what most people are saying except for the whole shiny rate thing. I would agree that it is absolutely an aspect of the experience and something that Niantic needs to keep in mind. But I don't know. The shiny rates were the same, you know, that they usually are for these events. And I wonder if because the the base catch rate for a lot of these Pokemon was high, that because we were catching less, we saw less shinies probably. Mm-hmm. So, you know, who, who knows? It's a multifaceted issue, and I'm excited to see uh, kind of what we learn from this and, and move on from, although based on the posts that we saw about the mean grateful for a successful GoFest, we might not. If you're one of those people that's online on Twitter being like, gosh, when are they going to announce the makeup day? They're not going to announce a makeup day. No. Nothing went no. wrong. This all went according to plan. Australia didn't have any real big issues this time. There were a couple of problems, but it wasn't like it didn't work like, like a, stuff in the past or you know so i don't know what to tell you but what i can say is that the ultra unlock aspect of that weekend for adventure week was spectacular now we're not going to cover adventure week in its entirety because well it's over in 24 hours and that means that this is going to be out (laughs) after it is finished so we hope you had a great adventure week but to kind of tie it up with a cute little bow uh, Adventure Week is spectacular. There's <laughs> extra experience for spinning stops, even more experience for spinning brand new stops for the first time. Introduced two new fossil Pokemon, Tyrant and Amara, and their evolutions, of course. They were available in tasks and in seven kilometer eggs. Some people were a little bit, you know, futzy about the about the drop rate in, in gifts, about the 7k eggs. Kyle is one of them. I did yeah. not share his complaints. I had no issue getting 7k eggs. And that's pretty much it. it. Oh, oh, I should say also the special research, the timed research, rather. I keep saying the opposite. The timed research for that event included walking goals up to 25 kilometers to get, like, basic in- incubators and stuff. And I got to say, as someone who is literally half a kilometer away from finishing 25 and I have tomorrow to do it. I loved having that added carrot on a stick (laughs) to go walk and do stuff. It actually made me get out and do some walking when I would have otherwise probably just sat under a stop and caught, you know, for a break. I went for some walks. It was very, very nice. Any thoughts on adventure week, especially this ultra unlock version of it guys. Adventure week every year is fantastic right like it, it's oh, yeah. one of the best events like this and the water festival are the two best reoccurring events that they do this one was great did it feel like there was extra for an ultra unlock 
maybe the time to research. That's I mean, that's it. I hatched like 70 eggs this week so far. I'm probably only going to hatch maybe one more set because I'm out of incubators and I'm not buying more. Guaranteed gifts from stops is great. I have sent 500 gifts in the last five days. And I've opened every single gift. Now, if you're already best friends with me, you're like, where's my gift? Why aren't you opening it? I'm not opening it. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I have other friendships. I need the experience more than I need the best friends. I um, This this is directed at at Mitch, by the way. Oh, oh, (laughs) why is he just like, we're not lucky friends? Yeah, he's like, open it. Like, no. It's real funny. Yeah, so uh, I've also been sending and opening a lot of gifts this week as a result of this event. But I definitely sent or opened some gifts from Lucky Friends and, like, had a physical reaction. I was like, ah, wasted value. There's nothing to this. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. Yeah, but it was was a good event. I agree with Moo. It's one of the best recurring events. I have one more comment. Tyrant and Amora were common. And that was fantastic. As common as can be expected, unlike when they did Tortuga and Arkin last, the you know, three years ago, two and a half years ago, whenever that was. So that that was great. Positive. I walked away with plenty of candy for both of them. I'm happy. When you say common, you mean in egg pool and for task drops, right? Well, uh, common as in it's it was available if you wanted to go get them. Yes, I would agree. That felt good. That felt good. But you know what else feels good? Oh, boy. It's this month's community day. <laughs> All righty. Here we are, folks. We've arrived. It's a dino community day. It's happening Saturday, June 25th from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. So if you're at NAIC like I will be, uh, we'll be a little bit torn around that time period, but that's okay. Dino will be featured. It'll be spawning in the wild and it'll have an increased shiny rate. That's going to be fantastic. Featured attack evolves Vilas during the event or up to five hours. Yes, that's correct. More about that in a moment. Afterward, they get a Hydreigon that knows the charged attack Brutal Swing. Brutal Swing in trainer battles and Jimson raids has 65 power. Do either of you know if we should be excited about Brutal Swing or not? I know that people are expecting it to be a surf clone, but I don't know what that's going to mean. Okay, cool, cool. Surf is, I mean, for PvP, it's not epic, but playable, so. It's the Kyogre move. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Event bonuses for Dino Community Day. Quarter hatch distance, I'm there, say less. Two times candy for catching. Incense and lures will last for three hours. Two times chance for Dino Candy XL. Take a few snapshots for a surprise. One additional special trade can be made during and up to five hours afterward for a maximum of three for the day because this does stack with the seasonal bonus of two special trades a day. Trades made during the event and up to five hours afterward will require 50% less Stardust. Okay, so now what's the deal with this up to five hours afterward nonsense? Well, let's find out. Bonuses for groups. If enough Pokemon are caught with help from a single lure module, Wild's Vilas will appear near the lured Pokestop. Bonus raid battle after Community Day. Saturday, June 25th from 2 p.m. to 7 p.m. We're excited to announce that trainers can look forward to even more fun during June Community Day. After the three-hour Community Day event ends, trainers will be able to challenge unique four-star raid battles. Claiming victory in one of these raids will cause more Dino to appear around the gym that hosted the raid for 30 minutes. 
Please note that the community day bonuses listed above in the event bonuses and bonuses for groups section only apply to the three hour community day event period. So the quarter hatch distance and the extra candy XL and stuff like that will only be available during the regular period, but you will trigger more dino spawns by doing these raids after the fact. So four star raid battles. Xylus will be appearing in four star raids, band together with your fellow trainers to emerge victorious. Four star raids, it's kind of um kind of a an antiquity in ways, harkening <laughs> back to old infrastructure of the game. You should duo it. You, you really probably won't be able to solo it too comfortably. Maybe, not sure, but a duo should duo it for you. <laughs> All right. Uh, Are you ready for this part? This is kind of the catch. These raids can only be accessed with raid passes and premium battle passes. Remote raid passes cannot be used. Does that mean that the person that's hosting it has to use a regular raid pass and they can invite remote raiders? Or is that no remote raid passes at all? No, that's definitely no remote raid passes at all. Really? You think so? No no way. I I think that's problematic. I do think it's problematic, but not as big a problem as people might be making it out to be. I think it once again uh, makes the two people playing in a rural town together under two gyms uh, that much less catered to, you know? Yes, but uh, why don't we why don't we finish so before we get to. Uh sidetracked with, okay, with the rest right. of the text. Bonuses for completing four-star raid battles. Once you defeat Zvilus in a four-star raid battle, Dino will begin to appear in a 300-meter radius around the gym that hosted the raid for 30 minutes. If you're lucky, you may encounter a shiny one. And there is an asterisk in the uh, event post. That will be the increased shiny rate that is the same as the one during regular community day. So that bonus, even though it's not listed, will also be active during that time. And then, of course, there is the Community Day Special Research Story. Get ready for this very clever title, Field Notes Dino. What happened? How far we've fallen from the Great Castle? <laughs> so, so far. So far. <laughs> Moo, do you have a favorite uh, special research name oh, oh, from over the years? Anyone that you remember? The only one I remember is the Great Ghastly because y'all keep mentioning it. Beyond that, <laughs> I don't even read them. Like, I just buy them because <laughs> I'm like that. And I yeah. don't I don't read any part of the special research. I don't even, I don't remember what the tasks were unless they oh, were yeah, no, I don't, really dumb. I don't do any of that. That's I don't, okay. Don't care. Just want it. Get it done. Okay, but but can we agree that the Great Ghastly was pretty awesome? Oh, yeah, it's the best one because it's the oh, only yeah. one worth remembering. Yeah, it's it, it the is the right. only one worth remembering. That's right. Uh, there are scimitars and scalchops. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Right. <laughs> what community day was that for? That was Oshawott. for Oshawott. Because Samurai's supposed to be a samurai. It's okay, fine. But if you can't tell what it's for based on the title... <laughs> Yes. yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, That's exactly the conversation we had. We're like, this is for somebody, but we don't know who it's for. <laughs> it's just an inside joke for one of the writers on the team is like, ha, ha, ha. And everyone's like, what is this? Anyway, for US $1 or the equivalent price and tier in your local currency, you'll be able to access the Dino Community Day exclusive special research story, Field Notes Dino. 
Stay tuned for when tickets will go live. Remember, you can give a ticket to a friend so they can experience the Community Days special research too. And certain restrictions apply. Gifting cannot be completed if the recipient has purchased a special research ticket or has been gifted one already. And then there will be special, uh, and then there will be special event stickers available in the shop. Get them from gifts, spin stops. You know the drill. My first immediate thought, by the way, is gift this ticket to somebody you know who can't play Dino Day, because that research will never get finished. <laughs> Because it's every task is like catch 15 dino. And you're mm-hmm. like, how often is somebody going to catch a dino in the wild? Yes. That's so yes. cold. Really quick, <laughs> a, l- a little side note on sending tickets to, to folks. So th- this is a PSA. We're, we're going to ask y'all for some help right now. Don't send them to people if it's a if it's an event that has multiple days and times available. Because if you send somebody a GoFest ticket for like a Saturday before they've had an opportunity to get one for like a Sunday ticket, let's just pretend that that's what the format is, right? They will not be able to get the time and day that they want because they cannot deny the ticket. They just get it. Yeah. This so, is a fantastic time to go. The way to go Niantic. Yeah. This is, uh, th- that's not, that's not good design because you can literally harass somebody by ruining their event weekend, which is and not they that great. And they literally cannot fix it going to support support will not fix this issue you can't say no to a ticket no no it, it pops up and it just gives it to you it's in your inventory yeah it's like it's like uh, you know when you redeem a code and it just pops up without anything it's the same sort of deal oh that's terrible yeah, yeah whose so idea was that good. it's not great well you know I, you know i'm sure during development they're like well what about this thing I'm like oh how often is this is this going to happen just happened the feature that launched right before several events that were multi-day available right yeah um so that being said please do not send your favorite content creator a ticket for an event over the course of multiple days you might ruin their plans do not send it to a friend for the same reason you might ruin their plans and uh you know spread the word to not do that for now uh this might backfire and this might inspire other people to harass their friends instead but is that so bad (laughs) yeah it is yeah Uh, yeah Okay, so let's bring it back to Dino Community Day. This is really unique. This is new. This is fantastic. This is exciting. I'm really interested to hear, especially from our seasoned uh, veterans here. (laughs) Moo, that's you. What do you think about this? Do you think that this makes up for the down from six to three hour change? How do we feel about it? It's interesting. It is a new way to monetize a workaround to get people more of what they want and closer to six hours. Um, I like the bonus. I think it's unique and interesting. They, they put thought into it and it should be fun. I wish I had the time to participate in the whole thing, but I want every community day to be on Sunday or Saturday from two to five. So that's (laughs) just my life. (laughs) Uh, I'm with you there. Yeah. So Dino's awesome. It's great. I'm not huge for Dino. It's one of the pseudos that I think is kind of meh, but it's an exciting Pokemon because it's a pseudo and it's finally having its community day. Green shiny. It's shiny's already out though. I know. I'm just saying it's a green shiny though. It is a green shiny, but it's a good green shiny. Okay. All right. It is a good green shiny. Okay. Now, if the black had turned green, I think that would have been a bad green shiny. But <laughs> thank, thank goodness they didn't do that. <laughs> 
Anyways, I think the raid thing is very clever. I think it is a interesting thing and I'm excited to see how it plays out. I don't think it's going to play out very well for me and where I'm planning on playing because I'm avoiding downtown Chicago this time around. But just want to point out 300 meter radius is enormous. It is absolutely massive and I don't think people quite realize how big that is. So if people are complaining about size and stuff, one raid is probably going to cover most of the park you're playing at. Not not even a question. The problem, of course, is after those 30 minutes, is a new raid going to hatch or do you have to go to a new park? Another question is if two gyms are within 300 meters of themselves, will that 150... Uh, actually, no, it's not a radius. I'm, I'm treating the 300 meter... meter as a diameter. Exactly. No, that's, that's what a lot of people are. 600 so meter diameter. If they have overlap, do we get double the spawns or not? It, I mean, that's the biggest problem with this whole thing is we have no information at all. And there are so many unknowns. That's true. Actually, there's none for this event. That was GoFest. <laughs> I mean, there was one, there's one right now in raids. Oh, but that, that was the ultra unlock. The ultra unlock put unknown F in raids. I don't think that was available by oh, default. That's such okay. a meta joke. <laughs> we're going to move on though real quick four star raids it's a Pokemon with a four times weakness you guys have done enough raids to know that a four times weakness with weather boost you generally can solo that in a four star raid Ni- Tyranitar being a famous example with six weather boost and Machamps can be done it's, it's close but can be done level 50 it's probably even easier now Niantic Twitter made a post at some point this weekend saying you will not be able to solo this in more polite words than that, but still. So the oh, question I remains, take them up on that. <laughs> but so the question <laughs> remains, will this be a five-star raid with a four-star tag? Mm. You know, just like a six-star raid is just a, a five-star tag. Is this going to be like that? Toga kiss appreciation day. <laughs> No, I, I think Gardevoir has higher yeah, attack. Gardevoir, yeah. especially because Shadow Gardevoir. But so that's that's a big question about how difficult the raids are going to be as well. Yeah, I guess we'll have to see. I think, you know, you pointed out four times weakness. It'll get it'll at least get pretty close. But also, let's let's talk about this for a hot second. I mean, you mentioned I think this is a good way for them to monetize a workaround, right? But the cool thing is, is that you can benefit from it even if you didn't raid, right? Because the, the area is yeah, so big. Just got to do it. We could have like, the local raid team gets to be the hero for the next five hours and they clear all those raids, you know, and they're like, all right, guys, next 30 minutes, the park is lit. You know, we'll be back in 30 or we're not going anywhere because we're here to catch Dino. And the kids that want to play that don't have money for raid passes or the people that are strapped for cash or just don't spend money on mobile games because that is completely reasonable as well. Uh, they still get the benefit, and that's pretty cool. I think they might be onto something here, if not the thing, you know? Yeah. I. So I've seen two thoughts online. One's related and one's unrelated. Wanted to bring up. One is that people are like, I see almost nobody else playing Pokemon Go when I go out, so those raids aren't going to get done. And and the only thought is that, like, your your location is not very populated for Pokemon Go that no, nothing Niantic does there is going to really benefit except giving you all of it for free. Mm-hmm. I think they would probably have to look closer, especially on a community day. There's yeah, somebody if, else if, there. 
Or if nobody is playing in your park on community day at all, except for you, that's amazing. Or you live in a very small town, in which case Niantic has proven time and again that they do not care one way or another, as uncool as that is. <laughs> yeah, I feel like things like community days where they actually just fill spawn points in places that normally don't have them. That's mm-hmm. great, right? But like this go fest, if you play at a local park that had two stops in a gym or something. That spawn rate was not good, right? No. Yeah, so we'll see uh, how that kind of works out with Dino. Um, but if these if these four-star raids are on a decent timer, like you can constantly refresh it every 30 minutes with no delay, one gym should serve a small community well. Yeah, as long as the raid pops as soon as it's gone, great, fantastic. We'll, we'll have to see if that works out, but... yeah. Yeah. Um, one other thing I have to bring up just because it upsets me so much and I'm always the negative one here. There's people who are upset about GoFest who are like, oh, look, it's Dino Community Day to distract everybody from GoFest from happening. Oh, my God. And I'm just yeah. like, are you guys out of your mind? Just get out. Leave. It Just don't play the game anymore because <laughs> if you have such negativity – you th- you don't think that they planned this community day six months ago. Those are people that don't understand that there's a, a development and approval process yeah. to this game. That decision was made months ago. Yeah. But also, it's the summer of Go. Season of Go. There's a load of everything major happening. All the Go Fests are happening. Of course, Dino Community Day is going to happen. It's just, it's just part and parcel of the stuff. Yeah. And so seeing that negativity in particular just really really got to me i agree 100 i saw that and i was like your opinion is invalid <laughs> you you don't you don't understand how this works yeah uh, i mean is it going to be a great distraction from away from you know some of the faults of GoFest? i mean of course it's going to be an exciting event that was just up against an event that had some issues absolutely but it wasn't by design they weren't like no. ah let's give them let's gut them for their 15 bucks and then let's I'll, try out the dino like mm-mm. also Maybe. do you really think anybody's going to be talking about GoFest in three weeks Regardless of what community I mean, we is will, going on, but but well, yeah. we're going to be talking about the next GoFest. <laughs> very, very true, very true. Yeah, Moo's going to be in Seattle as well. We're going to have a party. Oh yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a good time and an expensive plane ticket. Um, <laughs> true. Like, ugh, why very, why very is true. flying there so expensive when a lot of other locations that really aren't that far away are like. A quarter of the price. Come on, guys. Seattle's pretty far from here, right? Right, but you could fly to California for like half the price. Hmm. Oh, that's a good point. That's garbage. Or like the Denver and Vegas are like ninety-seven bucks each direction on um, uh, Southwest right now. It's like probably because nobody is flying there right now. <laughs> oh, possibly. Yeah. Uh Oh, one thing I did want to say really quick that it is part of our experience over the weekend and and just kind of a foil to what you just described there, Kyle, about people inventing things to be upset about. The new mega system, now that we've been with it for a few weeks or over a month now, right? It's been it's yeah. been a hot minute. I got to say, they nailed it. It's good. Uh, it feels good. It feels it, right. I mega my Pokemon every day now. It has one flaw. Oh, gosh. Okay. I'm going to give it 
<laughs> okay. well, no, I, before, I love the before, system. Before you muddy the water, I want to hear what Moo thinks about the mega system. Okay. okay. And I want to hear if you mega prior to this or if you're megging more now or what? Uh, I would mega prior if necessary. Like if it's um, a tough raid boss, um, if there's something interesting to catch where there was bonus candy uh, that I wanted. But beyond that, um, I would get the dex entry, accumulate uh, some amount of energy, and call it a day. But now I've got a list of 23 mons that I'm working to level three, and you know nice. some of them are getting there. Um, it's outstanding. I'm walking a freaking Gyarados because I ran myself out of Magikarp energy because I did <laughs> not do many raids, um, nice. and I'm doing a, a water move set and a dark move set, so that's just plowing through energy awesome yeah i'm kind of the same way i didn't really use it at all before unless we were short manning which was never the case uh but now we have a reason and it's cheaper that's the thing oh my yeah. gosh mm-hmm. anyway. kyle what's the flaw let's hear it there are two contradictory bonuses to using megas right now you have a bonus to what you're catching which is the value you get more xl candy if you catch same type pokemon and then you have the bonus to the damage that they deal. If you're bringing one for one, you can't do it for another unless you have a very specific cross section of types or it's a ghost type dragon. Yeah. Dragon ghost are <laughs> really the exceptions there. Yeah. And so that's a that's a flaw. And I've seen people talking about it and there's no good way to overcome that really. And it's just something to deal with. But the whole point is megas bring a whole lot of power and now 95% of players are putting a mega in their back pocket and then pretending like it doesn't exist because it's just giving them their bonus. That's that's right. Uh, one one counterpoint to the seemingly counterintuitive bonuses is that that might actually be intentional. I might be giving a dev team here maybe too much credit, uh, but it inspires variety in raid battle so that you're not just like oh this is Groudon I guess all I'm going to see are Blastoise or Gyarados you know it's like oh there's an Altaria in here or you know there's you see what I'm saying no no actually that would be Steelix in that case but you know what I'm saying no but the point is that if I have a Steelix Mega Evolved I'm not going to bring it into a Groudon raid I'm going to bring six Kyogres and the Steelix is just not going to exist because who's he boosting he's not doing anything super effective so he's he doesn't need to be in the raid. So you're still going to see the same Pokemon minus the Megas. Yeah, but it does stop them from bringing their their boosted super effective so that the raid has more, you know, oomph to it. But then like the whole point is that Megas oh help you do more raids. They help you do harder raids, but then you lose out on the other aspect. So it's like, you know, I got to make a call, man. When you wake up, you got to make a call. I mean, no, the call is the XL candy every single time. That's the problem. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's fair enough, man. Unless you live in a, <laughs> a area where you desperately need the damage to finish a raid. Mm-hmm. And the situations where that's actually necessary is actually very small. Yeah. That's so fair enough. It, so. It, it's a complaint. It's an issue. It, it can't be solved. Like, it, it can't be fixed with the way the, the games work. It, it so. could be solved by removing a bonus, but then that would be not be a good idea. Yeah, that wouldn't really solve it. <laughs> right. Well, right, the, right. the way to solve it would be once you get something to level three, it's just a blanket XL candy bonus rather than on the type. Oh, that's a or, good idea. 
Uh, level three might even be too short for such a major bonus, but that is a, that would be a potential option if they want to expand the system in the future. Yeah, yeah. If they added like an extra mastery level, or make make the mon required to be best buddy or something. Yes, but again, like maximum level, like 50 or something. Yeah, like like a mastery badge is a a great way to put it. Yeah. Do everything possible with a a Pokemon and you get this bonus when it's when it's like this or something. Fight with it in in raid battles in Megaform 500 times or something, you know. Yeah. And then it becomes like a raid master. A long term goal. For sure. That's I think that's those are those are good things. Yeah. All right. So that brings us to the end of the news section. So just to recap really quick, GoFest was uh it was it was <laughs> and for some people it was not great for other people it was great for us we had a good time and of course some complaints dino community day is going to be awesome we're excited to see how these bonuses and area things are going to shake out and that's pretty much it for the news so in the interest of time this week there's not going to be any gear up and there's not going to be any poke lore so we're moving on to poke and last week's question was now that Global GoFest is behind us, what was your favorite memory, moment, or catch? Bonus points for details. Oh, man. We actually have to answer this one now this time because we didn't answer it last week. Oh, five shiny axes. I don't have one. How sad is that? But shiny axes, we know. Yeah, yeah, shiny axes. old. Nothing happened. I mean, the most memorable part was slowly slowly losing my mind as i did another axio raid yeah and that it wasn't a hundred percent and it wasn't a shiny and i'm just like i'm gonna he looked progressively institutionalized as the two days went on yeah you should see i was bright-eyed and bushy-tailed for the first like 50 raids i'm like we're just doing it just i'm just putting in more remote raid pass it doesn't matter oh that one's 20 feet away i'm not moving i'm just going to remote it i don't care that's right they're like, oh, you guys want to walk to that raid? I already did it. They're like, but I'll walk with you. <laughs> I'll walk with you. <laughs> so that's probably my memory, sad right. as it may be. Moo, best memory moment catch. Um, it almost the only like game thing that sticks out to me was what even before I got my own shiny axie, which was like 130, I think it was number 137 or 138 God. raids. Um, and that I was thrilled. Oh, I was happy, but even before I got it, because I, I didn't expect it, I, I just wanted the XL candy, because who knows when we're going to be able to get this again, and playing Haxorus previously in Ultra League, or Master League Premier Classic was super fun, so I want to try it in, um, if I play Master League again at level 50. Um was watching people's madness when because they're playing for the shinies. So people like Kyle going ballistic over the course of the two days because they have not got the shiny yet was my highlight of the gameplay <laughs> because I woke up and chose violence that weekend. I don't know. I don't have a good answer, but it was hysterical to me. <laughs> uh, but my highlight for the weekend was all the food, you know, starting early morning Saturday for breakfast and everything we ate was awesome. Like that, that was fun hanging out with everybody and eating all sorts of good food. Yeah. Chicago is, is great for eating and we're eaters. So it was fantastic. Shout out to Paisanos for, uh, for hosting us on such short notice, 11 people, the guys at table together. That was great. Wish I could have taken that pasta home. Gosh, darn it. We should have <laughs> done that day too. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, Pokepole. 
let's let's get into some answers. Our first one's from Matters, who, by the way, sent Chris and I probably 50 raids over the weekend. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. If you we sent us remote raids, in particular, Matters and Nolte and a handful of other people, Cress, Dark Ice as well. Like, yep. thank you so much. Know that the only reason we didn't do one of your raids was probably because we were in another raid. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, to the response. Hello, gents and DeFi. It's uh, British time over here. <laughs> Twenty three fifty five. That's eleven fifty five. I can't do mental math. I have to Is say it out loud. Celsius. <laughs> I wish people could see the look on my face. I'm like, I'm like, I know military time. I just can't convert it into talking time. You said British time, and I almost, I almost cried out loud. <laughs> Like the right military time, buddy. <laughs> I know, but it seemed like the right thing to say. <laughs> uh, and I can a hundred, I can a hundred and ten percent confirm that the third shiny axu I just caught from my one hundred and thirty fifth raid is right up there with my top catches from the weekend. But if I'm honest, I got a whole lot more pleasure from meeting up with fellow trainers for a full on grind session on the Saturday. Yes, my lovely and most patient wife stepped in today, so a slightly more casual day ensued, but I managed to sneak in a few raids and the odd shiny catch. Also, the Discord channel you guys set up for the GoFest weekend really shone a light on how fickle this game is. Some good shiny hauls in the 20s and other had a full-on two days for a grand sum of two or three shiny. It's very hard to rationalize the disparity there. RNG or room for improvement from our game makers. Anyway, as ever loving anyway, as ever loving your work and so glad you managed to pull fish out of that apocalyptic vortex last week. (laughs) (laughs) PvP corner wouldn't be the same without him. Positive shiny vibes all. PS, sorry for the long poke pole reply. Awesome. Awesome. (laughs) Yeah, that uh, that's putting it really, really well. It's very hard to rationalize the disparity there between shiny rates. Uh that yeah that is quite a big a big spread in their 20s and two or three yeah yeah there were some content creators that we were privy to that only caught like one or two and we're like wow yeah i mean my girlfriend was with us and she caught like five or six hundred pokemon the first day and she got one shiny that was it so it it rng does happen i suppose it's it's rough sure does all right from nick bunce the highlight was meeting Mott and Mini Mott, the latter of whom spent the whole Saturday loudly singing, Boom, I'm a Bumblebee. <laughs> Good times. Sorry about the long voicemail. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, wonderful. Man. Yeah, uh, GoCast UK branch was out in force. It was great. I love hearing about people meeting up in the UK. Oh, on the GoCast server, it's it's always great. Yeah, they posted a picture. It was really awesome. Kind of surreal. Oh, wait, I missed that. Is it in the... It should it be in the, the Global GoFest Go channel. Okay, yeah. I, I pro- take probably look. scrolled it's through awesome. it too much. I'm going to have yeah, to look Before we that. retire that channel, it's been over a week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, this next response is from SG Raider 5 Greetings, y'all. This GoFest was able to give me one of my best comebacks of all time. I had to attend a wedding up in Michigan this weekend. I'm from Ohio. And for those non-sports fans, we are bitter rivals. (laughs) I was taking a lot of heat from one particular friend who was a Michigan fan. As I was catching between bridal party photos, it popped up a shiny trubbish. I took the phone, showed it to my friend and said, you know what my shiny in Michigan have in common? 
they're both trash. <laughs> My deepest <laughs> condolences for the extensive electronic postage. <laughs> yeah. Oh, how wonderfully well-worded. Yeah, there you go. Fantastic. Perfect. Oh my gosh. See, the shinies were turned on. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Next one's from Loxus, and they said, Howdy, everyone. So the obvious answer to my favorite memory of the event would be getting to play the game with my good friends for most of Saturday and a good chunk of Sunday. But for a more fun moment, it would have to be either my Sylveon getting a final strike in a 16-man Axie raid that lasted approximately four nanoseconds <laughs> <laughs> or catching a shiny Burmy early on in the event but not noticing it was shiny until several hours later when I was comparing catches with someone in our group. Turns out, shiny Trash Cloak Burmy isn't the most noticeable color change, and it's easier to miss the sparkle effect than it seems like it should be. And it's easier to miss the... S- <sighs> Anyways, and it's easier to miss the sparkle effect than it seems like it should be. Hope everyone had a fun time at GoFest and sorry for the long telegram. (laughs) Could it be a singing telegram next time, Aloxis? Please, please. I'm here for it. And the last one from Grady. Hello. I think the best part of GoFest was finally spending time with my local community. I just moved and had no people to play with, so making new friends was a giant positive. I loved the Master Difficulty sticker. 22 of them for your friends and a list of 400 was an incredible value. (laughs) (laughs) You had us in the first half. Oh, my gosh. Oh, what a drop. (laughs) All in all, 13 shiny Pokemon, two lucky trades, an Ultra Beast or three, and a picture with a shiny Lit Leo and my dog in front of a cool fountain. You're welcome for the long response. Thank you. <laughs> Thank Grady you. Grady gets it. We love long responses. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. I was like, oh yeah, really excited about the stickers. <laughs> 22 like, of them, your friends list of 400 was an incredible value. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Also weird to get 22. I mean, I understand that's the that's a 2022 reference, but can we, come on, give us 25. Yeah, yeah. They're, they Couldn't don't. You have done like like a stack of 22 and then a stack of three just separately somewhere. Just... You know what it should be, actually, is that it should have more like the 2022 branding on it, and you should be able to send an infinite number of those because you earned it. Oh, that would have been amazing. And that would have been an amazing value and reason to, to do it. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. That would have oh, made man. me do the master research. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah that, for a lot of people, I feel like it probably would have been, you know, but hey, here we are. <laughs> what about this week's Pokepole, though? I'm, I'm dying to know. This week's Pokepole is how do you feel about the ultra unlock version of regular events? And just to clarify, because I went and looked it up while we were doing other things, the only bonus for adventure week from ultra unlock was the unknown. Okay. So unknown F in raids and it can be shiny. So that was what we got. And that's the one thing we have to work with. Cool. Let's let uh, Andrew go first. Uh, if it's just the F that's lackluster because, and I mean, really they don't have to do much to adventure week. It's good every time. Right. And this time they're putting more into it having Tortuga and Arch and available. The two new ones are awesome. Um, yeah, that's all I got. It's nothing particularly interesting with this ultra unlock to me. What I'm kind of curious about is like, what about it as a concept though? 
uh, like ultra unlock modifying currently existing events in the in the season rather than giving us own events like additional events. The events in the past are generally okay to begin with, unless they're not. You know, there's some that are just like, oh, that was an event. I suppose it's better to modify a good event than have us with an event that's like, what was that? But it feels like taking the easy way out. That's fair. I feel like that's a fair assessment. Yeah. Kyle, what do you think? I don't particularly care for the ultra unlock bonus to events. It's objectively positive. There's no question about that. But if your event doesn't have value saying, hey, here's a lackluster event, but we're really nice. So here's also a bonus because people are taking part in GoFest. Like, I no, I just want good events. Like, that's it. And we do. We have good events more often than we have bad events. This I think that is a fair statement. Do, would, would you guys agree? Yeah, I would say more often than not, they're they're acceptable events. They're or good, you know, whatever your argument is. Yeah. Yeah. In the last couple of years, they've definitely gotten a lot better about making events feel like something. And some of them you even miss when they're gone. That's true. Like Adventure Week. (laughs) And yes. And so like the the Ultra Unlock felt like nothing to me for Adventure Week. Adventure Week. And I guess we'll look to see what it looks like for the rest of the season to form a better opinion, maybe at the end. I wish Adventure Week was a bad event so we could refer to it as Adventure Week. That would be awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But a real quick response, just, you know, I agree with the two of you. I mean, it it does on one hand feel like kind of a phoned in sort of thing, especially when the the Ultra Unlock is just the unknown. And I thought it was more than that because there's quite a few bonuses up for this event. Um, if the events were going to be this engaging and fantastic already, then sure, it feels like a little bit of displaced value. But at the same time, it does it does combat against another common complaint, which is too many events. Make the events better and have them be fewer so that we're not constantly going go, 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 go. And so I think the idea of leaning into the currently existing events and just making them a little bit better has a lot of potential and value and uh I was happy with Adventure Week, but hard to say if the unknown F really added a lot of value to it for me or not personally. But I think it's it's a neat idea. Um, I think we'll have a better answer to this at the end of the entire season, for sure. But, dear listener, if you have an answer to this week's Pokepole question, how do you feel about the Ultra Unlock version of regular events? You can answer the question we posted on Twitter. Um, you can send us an email to mail at gocastpodcast.com, or you can also leave us a voicemail at 262-586-7717, or if you're a patron... We have a patron uh, Discord channel just for that, that you can uh, submit questions or that you can submit answers to the Pokeball question to as well. All right, but before we move on here to Fish and DeFi E's PvP corner, we are sadly going to bid adieu to Mr. Moo. Thank you so very, very much for joining us. We appreciate having you on, and, and we got to have you on more often than just uh, once every year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Absolutely. I'd be happy to do it anytime that we can make the schedule finally work out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. To be fair, we only rescheduled you uh, twice this time. Mitch, one time, we rescheduled him six times for one recording. So, <laughs> <laughs> so life happens, right? What can you do? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's true, you know. Um, but yeah, great. Thanks so very much, Moo, and we'll, uh, we'll catch you on the flip side. All right, sounds good.
All right, thanks again to Mr. Moo. Now that he has left the room, <laughs> let's all just say nasty. I'm just kidding. He's like one of the best people to have on. It's a really appreciated perspective. Uh, Moo was really humble. Kyle, you can speak to this as well, but he plays really hard. Um, and he knows what he's talking about when he talks about overall player experience because he plays, you know, twice as hard as we do on these events. And we go pretty hard sometimes. So it's, you know, mm-hmm. now without saying, uh, Moo is more qualified than most. <laughs> but okay, speaking of qualifications and more qualified, at least than us, we're going to pass this on over to Fish and DeFi for another PvP Corner segment. Over to the two of you. Hi, I'm Fish on Hater. And I'm DeFi 250. And this is PvP Corner, the PvP segment that is weak to both steel and water types. DeFi, what is going on in PvP? Well, let's take a look at Go Battle League first. We are in the brand new season 11. We just wrapped up as we are recording today the Great League and Great League Remix. I played a little bit. I played using a Pelipper, a Tropius, and a Polyrath in Great League Remix, and I had a really good time. And then I played a little bit of Catch Cup. Catch Cup is running from June 8th to 15th, as well as Open Ultra League. Catch Cup is the Go Fest edition. Only Pokemon that you caught during Go Fest. So specifically the Pokemon that you caught from June 4th, 10 a.m. to June 5th, 6 p.m. local time are eligible. Fish, are you playing Catch Cup? Are you playing Ultra League? What are your thoughts here? Uh, I, I like I've gotten over my distaste for Little Cup, as many of you know, but Catch Cup, I still cannot get over. It's definitely Ultra League for me. I actually built a couple Pokemon that I wanted to build anyway. Uh, For example, I'm sure Chris mentioned earlier that one of my goals was to find a better Great League Wormadam Trash. So I'm using that in Catch Cup. I just built Mm -hmm. it already. And I also found a better Tropius. So I built that up as well. So then I really only needed to build one additional Pokemon that I didn't have. And I didn't actually have a Great League Dragalgy. So I built one. Oh, okay. Yeah, that works. From June 15 to June 22nd, we have the Master League and the Fossil Cup, where only rock, steel, and water types are allowed. Sorry to the rock types. And we also have Go Battle Day happening on June the 18th. So that is very, very close. The featured Pokemon is Mankey. Mankey is only available from 11 o'clock to 2 p.m. local time, not the whole day. So those are the only times it's available. And if you evolve Mankey during that window or up to two hours afterwards during the event, you can get a primate that knows the exclusive charge attack cross chop. Next up, we have the Pokemon Championship Series, which is continuing. And the Chile Santiago Regional happened in the past weekend. Tifa, how did that go? Yeah, so we had Horo BK as the winner. And since this tournament wasn't streamed and there wasn't a whole lot of social media around it, I had to kind of peek around and look for their team on Twitter. And something that I saw from the third place person, Christozan, said that Horov BK used a very similar team as to what Eris used to win the EUIC tournament. And just as a reminder, what Eris used to win that tournament was a Trevenant. Galarian Stunfisk, Metacham, Walrein, Registeel, and Mandibuzz. 
couple other things I noticed. Emilio was second place. They posted on Twitter that this was one of the most exciting weekends of their life. And it's difficult to explain everything that happened, but just thanking people that supported him. It's something he didn't expect, but is really excited about. Uh, Emilio is a top self arena player, legends, like regular legend, um, plays in the Emerald tier in self factions uh, and is a fantastic player. So that uh, player came in second place. A couple names that I noticed, but did not make it quite as far. Bentuski uh, is a very well-known player. Pokemon Go player came in seventh place. And then Marto also came in. I believe he tied for 17th place. So a couple more well-known names played in Santiago. But again, our winner, Horov BK. If I can find more information about the Santiago Championships, I will definitely bring that to you here on PvP Corner. But it's really tough when there's not a stream for it. That makes it a mm. little bit more challenging. Yeah. From June 11th to 12th, so probably, uh, I mean, it probably would have happened by the time you hear this, we will have had the Melbourne Regional in Victoria, Australia, and I'll be heading over there as an assistant referee for that one. I won't be playing. I'll be helping helping the, the refs to work out what they're looking at when they get run into technical disputes. We have Milwaukee happening from the 17th to 18th in Wisconsin, USA. And we have June 24 to 26, the North America International Championships in Columbus, Ohio. And I will be attending the North America International Championships with Chris from uh, our host of GoCast. <laughs> so I'm very excited to play that tournament with him. Moving on to our Sylph check-in. And we have Forged Cup happening now. And I think I think we predicted this le- leading into Forged Cup. Rangaroo is easily the most picked Pokemon in this cup with a 35% usage rate. Greedent is the best counter to Oranguru, and it is at 16% usage with that really fast charging crunch. It only takes a couple to take the Oranguru out completely. Ninetales is at 15% in third, and I suspect that more often than not, that is Shadow Ninetales because uh, Shadow Ninetales overheat just comes through like a freight train it is so fun DeFi. and obviously nine tails is even more common after cindy's victory <laughs> in the vancouver tournament running shadow nine tails with ember maybe we'll see a little bit more of that spice uh, some other pokemon that are really common samurott mm. is definitely one of my favorites i think that i am running in my team personally i also really like alolan graveler as well. It just does a lot of really good neutral damage kind of across the meta. Lurantis is something I built too. I'm playing, yep. testing out Lurantis. It's pretty fun. I like that it has both Leaf Blade and Superpower, so it has some really good coverage. And just like Samurott, it runs Fury Cutter as a fast move, gets to charge moves really, really quick, and does super effective damage against a Rangaroo. So that's it for the self check-in. Let's hop right into our deep dive of Fossil Cup. You made a prediction, Fish, last week. You said you didn't understand why Rock was in this meta it d- because water types and steel types crush it. Well, Fish, you were correct. <laughs> the first Rock type doesn't even show up on PV Poke until number 27. Cradilly is the very first Rock type to show up in the Fossil Cup. Mm. 
And like most of the other rock Pokemon, it just gets walled by the steels. So, I mean, but it does have play because it's a rock type that beats the water types. There's not really actually too much around that can check the water types in this meta. I mean, I understand why rocks are in there aesthetically, thematically, uh, because, you know, fossils, rocks, they're cousins. But, yeah, as as a, a balanced meta, not really doing too well. Taking a look at the PV Poke top 10 species, we've got coming in number one, Registeel, followed up by Lucario, Ferrothorn, Swampert, both the Shadow and the regular version, Escavalier, Araquanid, Ludicolo, Pelipper, Shadow Polyrath, and Quagsire. When I was taking a look at this, I noticed kind of a triangle forming in my mind between Registeel kind of number one in the meta, followed up by some kind of mud boy, like mm-hmm. a Swampert, like a Quagsire, and then a grass type, like Ferrothorn. And it just feels like we're going to be seeing that triangle, like a rock, paper, scissors triangle forming in this meta. So I punched those three into PV Poke. I used uh, Shadow Swampert as the mud boy, and I got an A for coverage. There was actually literally no Pokemon that could beat all three but that is just on Sims. If you take a look a little bit deeper, you can find stuff that can handle all three. My favorite was Shadow Polyrath. So with the water fighting typing and the very fast charging Dynamic Punch. Dynamic Punch is a very strong move and getting to them so fast with the mud shots gives Polyrath a real leg up. In the one shield against Registeel, obviously Reggie has that Zap Cannon, which it has to fear. But if you can get two Mud Shots of Energy lead in the one shield against Registeel, then you can get to a third Dynamic Punch to KO. The first one would get shielded, then it just takes two more, and you'll take care of the Registeel. It smacks Lucario, which is the highest ranked counter user in the meta. It beats Ferrothorn when they're starting from even energy. Again, that is just in the one shield. And it handles the Mud Boys like your Quagsire and your Swampert pretty handily. So I think Shadow Polyrath is going to be very, very good in this cup. One thing I want to say is it's so unfortunate because there are so many cool rock types yeah, right. in this that you could use. Like Cradilly, for example, does have some play. Lycanroc is super cool, has access to counter crunch and psychic fang uh bastiodon obviously i've been seeing bastiodon out in the wild which has been super cool during this fossil week already regirock is really fun with lock on but they just don't have a place here because of all of the steel types and the water types i mean mean, you can run a lot of those Pokemon. You mentioned Lycanroc, and that kind of stood out to me because I'm looking at the PV Poke Matrix right now, and Lycanroc does beat the Registeel and the Ferrothorn in general. It says it loses to Swampert. Let's take a look at that. This is live, people. <laughs> um, so a Hydro Cannon, as long as you, okay, so you can't get hit by a Hydro Cannon because that will one-shot the Lycanroc, but... If you come into the matchup with four counters of energy lead, that is a lot, but you can definitely set it up um, to be able to do that. Then you can get to a Psychic Fang and a Crunch to KO the Shadow Swampert as well. Some other Pokemon that stand out to me, just looking at the Fossil Cup rankings, Ludicolo is number eight. 
Can we just mention that? Ludicolo, yeah. the dancing pineapple with razor leaf ice beam and leaf storm. If you love Ludicolo, this might be one of the best opportunities to use it in Go Battle League. Razor leaf definitely is going to terrify all of those mud boys, especially Swampert. And leaf storm is a very powerful move. Ice beam also gives it a little bit of kind of extra coverage uh, to hit back against a few things. What do you think about Ludicolo? Yeah, it's just so fun. Um, that, that's really all, all I've got to say about it. Um, like, like you said, the the Leaf Storm is just such a powerful move. It's it's essentially the same stats as Brave Bird, so it's a grass type Brave Bird, and it's a pineapple that dances. What more could you ask? Not much, not much. Uh, you also have Pokemon like Fortress is can be really fun, and Wormadam Trash, a couple bug types in there. Wormadam Trash. Normally you would run Confusion, but it's recommending Bug Bite here as the fast move, so that's kind of interesting. Also, Magnezone, Shadow Magnezone up there, uh, because not all the water types are also mud boys you also have pelipper running around you have gyarados running around you have polytoed so having maybe that spark and wild charge could potentially be useful some of the for some of those other water types i actually really like that um you're really only worried about so uh your, your mud boys are probably the only thing you're really worried about because even counter users even though you're taking the super effective damage from counter you're still able to really threatened with the power of that wild charge so yeah i really like that so definitely quite a bit of things to play around with if you're not super looking forward to master league i know i want to do at least a few sets in master league this season but i i don't think you can stop me from trying at least (laughs) a few sets in fossil cup as well all right let's move on to our shameless plugs DeFi, what you got going on Well, I did a sneaky return to streaming today, earlier today. I played my first sets of Go Battle League. I'm about a week behind. I've had a very, very busy week. So I sat down, did all my sets on stream, did really, really well, only dropped a handful of battles. It was super fun. I love rank two battles. I ran into just some crazy (laughs) picks. I found a Bufalant. Nice. When I was playing, uh, I ran a, like, I found a Bufalant. I found a Girafferig. Just a really good time. Uh, but I plan on having an official kind of big return next week. I'm going to be out next week for a funeral. So Fish is going to be on his own for PvP Corner. The other thing I wanted to quickly shout out was that I was recently accepted to join Mazer. Mazer Gaming is an esports company, and I will be joining their content team. So I've worked with them a lot in the past. You've probably heard me talk about working on their Mazer Gaming Gives Back streams where they raise money for charity. So I'm really excited to work on more projects like that with them. Yeah, I was really, really proud of you. That's a huge step in your Pokemon Go career. Thank you. Uh, so I just want to give a couple of shout outs. We've got Conky1452. We had the ring yesterday as as of this recording. It was yesterday. And Conky1452, our carryover champ, he put on a masterclass. He dropped, I think, one battle out of 25 <laughs> to maintain his streak as the champion. He's now on a streak of seven matchups and he is closing in on the previous record of 10 matchups in a row and looking very very good he's got a couple of replays in handy as well won't go into what a replay is if you have seen 
the ring, then you'll know what that means. Having two replays in hand, he's the first person to do that as well. So very exciting. I'll also give a shout out to Kiwi, who uh, you might remember Kiwi as someone who wrote in saying that they were from my town of Adelaide and they happened to find me in a raid last GoFest and this time we actually met in person. So it was really cool meeting him and his two mates. The, them and I kept passing each other as we were walking around in the pouring rain in the Adelaide CBD. Just wanted to say hi to him and it was a pleasure meeting you in person. And with that, I think that's a segment. We love hearing your feedback. If you have any questions or suggestions for Fish or myself, you can direct your feedback to pvpcorner at gocastpodcast.com. In the show description, you can click on more Fish or more DeFi to take you to our other projects and ways to contact us. And with that, Fish, we'll talk to you next week. All right, thanks so much, Fish and DeFi-E, for yet another wonderful PvP Corner segment. You two are the best. Looking forward to NAIC with uh, DeFi. It's going to be a lot of fun. So we're into the section. It's got a name. I can't remember anything. I'm just so tired still from GoFest. Kyle, help me out here. It's emails. Oh, that's right. And a one voicemail. Let's start with our first voicemail. From AWOL Spaceman. Hey, GoCast. This is AWOL Spaceman. Um, I'm on what my wife calls a hot girl walk. I call it a pogo walk or Pokemon Go walk. It's out here catching Pokemon, listening to last week's podcast. And uh, a little bummed there wasn't any voicemails. And I figured, hey, I might as well <laughs> call in, leave a voicemail. So that way next week's segment has one. Um GoFest is this weekend. That's exciting. I, unfortunately, for my Pokemon Go career, am taking the MCAT on Saturday. Ooh, so I will not ooh. be able to attend much of GoFest outside of the last two hours on Saturday. I guess I can play on Sunday, too. Um, so I'm a little bummed that I'm be missing it. I don't really... I forgot what the question of the week was, so... Uh, yeah, I guess I'll leave it there. Thanks so much. Uh, sorry for the long voicemail. Shiny vibes all. All right, AWOL Spaceman, first and foremost, I hope the MCAT went well for you. And uh, best of past luck to you. That, that's that's <laughs> incredible. I, I, I bet you were prepared for it and everything. And that, that's just a big, it's a Herculean effort to mm-hmm, prepare for. Mm-hmm. So, so good for you. That's awesome. That being said, I don't think you missed all that much on day one. And if you got to play day two, it was kind of the same sort of experience, at least the best of. What do you think, Kyle? I mean, yeah, if you, if you missed day one, day two is definitely probably a much more enjoyable experience, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, you didn't know that going in. So hopefully you, you weren't feeling too much FOMO taking the MCAT. But hey, <laughs> anyway, thanks so much for the voicemail. Uh, much appreciated. This first email, though, is from Drew, too. Hi, Chris and Kyle. One of the best parts about Pokemon Go is that everyone can play it differently and enjoy the game their own way. Still, I can imagine that some of the ways I play the game would drive you both absolutely crazy. If you had to pick one of the following ways I play Pokemon Go to implement into your own gameplay, what would it be? Oh, no. Okay. After a community day, this is number one. I delete every shiny caught except for one of each of the family line. Who needs 45 shiny Gibble anyway? Uh, Nope, that's not for me. Sorry. uh, 
Number two, I love the Master League and compete in it whenever it's available. I've done five sets almost every day since GBL started and have over 3,500 Master League wins. I think I'm living Kyle's personal nightmare. <laughs> oh, my God. I hope number three is okay because number one and number two are not. <laughs> number three, I'm a free-to-play player. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. Uh, with the exception of fests and tours, I don't give Niantic my money, but please don't ask me how much money I've spent on gas driving around raids or hunting Pokemon. Does spending $50 on gas seem more acceptable than spending $10 in pretend digital coins? For some reason, Yes. Thanks for being the great ghastly of Pokemon podcasts and sorry for the long email drew too. Oh my gosh. Being called the great ghastly of Pokemon podcasts is like the nicest compliment. Yes. Thank you very much. Oh my gosh. Kyle, I'm at an, I'm at odds with all three of these, man. It, I, oh my God. It's like all three of these are the antithesis of, of both of our existences. Okay. So here's the thing as somebody who, has already told you basically how much I spent at GoFest, and it was that's on the low side. Uh, number three is just out. I can't. I don't even spend that much on Go, and I don't think I could function. Number one, even when I trim my inventory, I still usually keep like nine or ten of each Community Day shiny. I could never go down to three. I could never. <laughs> uh, but Master League is oh god! <laughs> I just can't. it's like you're reliving the trauma of reading them for the first time all over again. Can I willfully throw twenty five matches of Master League every day as part of my gameplay? Does that yeah, count? Isn't that what people do when they play Master League? I think so. Yeah, and my answer has to be number two, just because it's the only one that I could like actually live with myself and st- keep playing the game. I think actually actually <laughs> yeah i would agree number one and number three are out no way jose number two would add a, a large element of pain to my daily life but that's okay i can live with that that's fine plus also i'm on this quest now to max out my 100 so they will actually have a little bit of play i mean they won't not all of them are meta uh but it'll be like i'll have pokemon you know yeah quote unquote ready for it eventually so that's kind of nice but thank you for the email. Appreciate it. Next emails from Adam in Austin. And they said, go fest 2022. I really liked it, but I personally was very lucky with 18 shinies. Many of them new releases. I know that a lot of others got few, if any shinies and felt burned by the $14 ticket. I think the trainers widely assumed shiny rates were going to be at community day levels around one in 20 but they were likely at perma boost levels on Saturday or one in 64. These rates have been determined by research from the community at large, such as self road. But I think that if Niantic were clearer about these rates, people would have been much more understanding. I don't think they have ever officially acknowledged the different shiny rate settings. It's always just, if you're lucky, there is precedent for this with the egg hatch rarity tiers. They don't exactly say what the odds are, but they still have designated and communicated rarity. They could easily do the same with shiny odds. Thoughts, Adam and Austin. Well, I've got thoughts on this. Well, okay, let's hear it. Okay, let's, let's hear it. All right. I, you know, I will just let you go first. You know, it's just, you know, I, yeah, I, I talk I a lot. I just want to make sure, right? Mm, okay. So for this, I think 
it requires a little bit of Pokemon in general perspective where clear communication about about nitty gritty math related things like IVs, shiny rates, things like that are like very not Pokemon by and large because Pokemon is supposed to be sort of like this. It's experiential. It's whimsical. It's nostalgia. It's all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. The fact that we got rarity things for eggs is probably a compromise internally. I do not believe they wanted to communicate that at all. And I'm not even it, talking about Niantic. I'm talking about TPCI, the Pokemon Company International, and what they had to say about it. I think that's just a way around the whole loot box rarity, loot box yep, rarity exactly. conversation, which is why we don't see it for you know field shinies or raid shinies. Yeah, and I think that's a, a great point. Chris says in that. Pokemon has a lot of math. It has a lot of numbers. We talk about this all the time. Go is on the lighter side of it, obviously. But in the main series, if you ever play it, it seems very straightforward. I pick the move. It deals the damage. I like that Pokemon. I catch it. But in every single instance, there's so many numbers that the game never tells you about. But the community at large wants to know. And because it's not a mobile game, they're able to get the data directly from the game. That's beside the point. The Pokemon company doesn't want to tell that information ever. They don't want you to know what the shiny rates are. We know what the shiny rates are in the Pokemon series games. They don't want us to know, but they can't hide it. If they could, I can guarantee you they would. Yeah. And that said, anybody who thought they were getting community level shinies from the ticket have not paid attention to any events in the last five years because it has never been that way yeah, and there's or, a or, ton or of research about it or they were misinformed from their friends about their expectations yeah, and i feel well, like if it, the biggest enemy for pokemon go if not for some niantic communication decisions and optics is expectations yeah. people set for themselves and for events and that's but then on that same note, Niantic is also very particular with language they chose. As Adam said here, if you're lucky, if you're very lucky, you know, they say these things, but they don't actually mean anything. They like they, they do mean something, but not enough to actually have substance. Yeah, they indicate something in that when it changes, you are like, oh, I noticed they added very lucky, you know, oh, mm -hmm. it must be that much more rare right yeah so i mean there's there is a lot of strength and a lot of just like unspoken power in marketing with consistent you know verbiage usage and stuff like that and then also for the record i mean the main series games from like game freak and from tpci and things like that they didn't even acknowledge that shinies existed for like over a decade essentially there was like no official language about it like Pokemon Go and some of the event releases for like tournament downloads and, and gifts and stuff in the main series games like within the last five years. Like mm -hmm. The only public actual communication that say the word shiny in them. It's pretty crazy, actually. Pokemon Go has changed Pokemon. Entirely. Yeah. And there's this there's a great example I want to give from the main series games in that. For Sword and Shield. People spent a long time figuring out how the shinies worked. What was rare? How could you increase your chances? What did certain things mean? Because obviously the game doesn't tell you, so people have to do very extensive testing to figure it out. Apparently, and I haven't double-checked this myself, but I was listening to it. It's super effective, and it's great information, so I'm going to share it. The Pokemon company released an article saying, hey, 
here's how to get the best odds for shinies. And the community collectively said, no, you're wrong. This is the way to do it. And then it took two years before everyone was like, oh, wait, that was right. (laughs) And if that that is not the Pokemon community in a nutshell, I don't know what is. (laughs) The Niantic could tell everybody tomorrow (laughs) that GoFest Seattle is one in 64 shinies. Everyone who plays the event will tell them they're wrong. It's because they've in, they've encouraged and curated a culture of of self starters. <laughs> okay, you know? sure. Yeah, I mean, sure. honestly, that that is that is the case, right? I mean, <laughs> you know, the, you're you're being asked a question every single time, right? And the guy that asks the question never gives you the answer for ten years, right? And this happens every day, right? The guy asks you a question, never tells you the answer, and you have a group of friends, and you like win twenty five dollars if you get the answer to the question every single day, right? That's great, and you all split it among five people, you each get five bucks. The same group of people, all that stuff. For 10 years, you've done this. You have figured out methodologies. (laughs) You've made theories. You've complained about it on social media. Better yet, you've argued with people on Reddit about it. You know what I mean? And then the first day of year 11, he's like, all right, here's your question. And also, I'll throw you a bone. Here's the answer. And everybody in that group of five is like, yeah, yeah, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we don't believe you. We don't trust you. We, this is this is so out of character that, you know, does that make sense to me? I understand where people are coming from. Yeah, it, it does. And I'm just saying that the Pokemon Go community is the same way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I would 100% agree. Every Pokemon fan thinks they know better, and that's ultimately their Achilles heel. Yeah. Um, all right, so our next email here is from Hey Delicious. Hey, GoCasters. Hey, Delicious here. Hope you all had a great GoFest. I went with my girlfriend to our downtown area. I'm happy to report 33 shinies from the event. Very nice. Good. I'm really proud of her because I can walk all day, but she's stuck with me as we walked 25 miles this past weekend. She didn't get as many shinies as I did, but with my RuneScape background, I'm a grinder by nature. <laughs> oh, yeah, we oh, all man. feel that. Yeah, Wanted to write in because you all have been keeping me entertained at work for the past few weeks since I found your show. Currently listening to all your episodes. I'm on episode 32. God, oh, don't do man. that. Oh, no. Oh, geez. Yeah. Uh, you got like 30 more to go before we figured out what we were doing. <laughs> Have you gone back this year and listened to episode one? I kind of do it every year for like a little no, bit. No, I, I think back. I would rather claw my ears out. Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, I love the goal sections. So here are mine for the week. Catch 1,000 Pokemon, get two wild shinies, make 300 trades, participate in Spotlight and Raid Hour, and get a good Larvitar. Thanks a bunch. Hey, delicious. Uh, First of all, 33 shinies at the event. Really, really, really nice. Good for you. That's fantastic. But Mm -hmm. more congratulations about the 25 miles walk. That's fantastic, too. Um, And nice goals. Those are pretty reasonable. Good goals, especially going into Adventure Week. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Thank you so much for the email. Next one's from Justice. They said, hey, guys, it's Justice coming at you live from my bed an hour after GoFest day two. I brought one of my friends over with me for the first day, which was great, but he wasn't able to make it to the second day. But that wasn't a problem because, one, the Pokemon community is great and you can make friends with basically anyone on one of these days. True. Two, I already knew some of I already knew some people there, so I met up with them and had a blast. I got all the shinies that I wanted but only ended with the shiny count of 21. 
Justice. That's that's very good. That's, you that did a very re- good. That's awesome. Yeah. For both of the days, I went to the mall in my city, which has bonkers spawns. I got myself a shiny Kyogre, which was great. Okay, now I have to say something about Ultra Beasts. I'm probably not going to raid them unless they can be shiny or they are actually meta relevant for raids. Because honestly, that's all I care about in raids. Also, I feel like the shiny odds were not that great. One of the people I was playing with played both of the days and only got two shinies. Oh, sorry for the long email. Your friend who spent $30 on a ditto plush justice. There's that real wide disparity again that monitors yeah. called out 21 and two man. Yeah, even I don't know. I mean, RNG is RNG, but usually even on like a community day. People's numbers tend to congregate together. Yeah. That's true. You know, on if a community was, day, you don't have somebody get 75 and then someone else get 12. But like a shiny rate of one in 64 is, you know, that would kind of shake out to like, you know, 10 for every 700 Pokemon caught just based on the math of it. Right. Which is more or less what you and I had. Right. Like you walked away with 10 from the first day, 900 caught. I walked away from the first day with 12 shinies around the same number yeah. caught as well. Yeah. Our numbers were more or less what I expected going into the event, for sure, Mm -hmm. no question. But seeing people who say they played the whole event and only got, you know, three, four shinies, you know, my my first instinct as a pessimist is, how many did you catch? How many did you catch? Right. But then there's a lot of people who know their stuff, and they're like, no, I caught like 2,000 Pokemon this weekend. Yeah. And you're like, man, I'm sorry. (laughs) <laughs> I'm like, Oops, I don't have anything else to say I, I'm sorry but either way that's those are some impressive numbers justice yes. and uh, your opinion about the shiny rates are shared absolutely people were a little concerned about that this next email is from TJ son of Ander hello go casters in answer to this week's poke poll after 172 rock rough encounters and no oh shines I made God. arrangements to adopt a blue puppy from a friend we were lucky friends and finally were able to meet on the first day of GoFest. After the trade, I was so happy to have my good boy and there was so much going on that I just got back to the event without worrying about the IVs. Later in the day, I'm checking to see if I've caught any four-star Pokemon while clearing up some space and who would show up in my search? None other than my one and only Blue Puppy. Good things come to those who wait, or at least that's what the RNG gods want us to think. This is just one moment in an absolutely wonderful first day of GoFest. I had reserved a shelter at the local park for our Pogo community, and we arranged the potluck components on Discord. Despite sporadic rain, throughout the day, at least 40 players stopped by to say hi. It was really invigorating to see so many familiar faces back out playing. I felt like Steve Rogers seeing a pot of whales in the Hudson. (laughs) (laughs) 10 out of 10 reference. I understood that reference. Yeah. I got the shit. I understood that reference. (laughs) Uh, you're welcome for the long email and shiny vibes all TJ son of Ander. That's great. That's really, really great. I mean, even outside of the captain America uh, reference, uh, I'm happy you got your blue puppy. A four star shiny rock rough is awesome. Yeah, that's really awesome. absolutely. And the, the potluck sounds fantastic as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Last emails from Mickey and they said, hi, go cast team. I hope you're all doing well. I'm writing in for the first time after being a listener for over a year now. Happy anniversary. I'm still recovering from an action-packed GoFest weekend, which I spent with my partner 
and my best friend. I think we may be part of a minority who really enjoyed the event. We braved two very wet and cold days and even had a chance to meet your very own fish. That's oh, awesome. Wow. Fantastic. Having seen his name in raid battles and past events, we finally bumped into the mythical GoCaster, and he was kind enough to have a quick chat with us. Thanks again, Fish, and we hope you had a great rest of your weekend. I really hope Niantic continues to do more global events. I'd love nothing more to attend in-person ones, but I imagine I'm not alone where there are multiple reasons why we can't, most of which are beyond our control. Pokemon Go is an amazing way to take thoughts off life, get some fresh air, and spend time with great people. I'll never forget Global Go Fest 2020, where I made a fool of myself in excitement over my first unknown, a memory that for me makes this game so special. Sorry for the short to mid-sized email. <laughs> Shiny vibes all. Stay safe, Mickey. P.S. Why don't you guys like EX raids? I think if done right, can be a lot of fun. Thoughts? Well. Well, what a banger of a question. Just slip <laughs> it at the end there. <laughs> Chris. Yeah. What do you what are your thoughts on EX rates? All right. They if done right, they could be a lot of fun. The problem is that they can't be done right. And by that, I mean, they can be fun for people that can make it. But there's always going to be that element of issues of people that are going to have extreme FOMO because these rates won't happen when it's accessible at 3 a.m. For some people that need that time, that's only free time because they work during the day. Things like that. The, the scheduling thing around the raid is really problematic. And I feel like it's been long enough that people sort of forget how frustrating that was or underserving yeah. for part of the community that was. I think the grand takeaway is the concept of an EX raid is fine. Special, extra, powerful, rare raid. Cool, fun. But any attempt to do it in the game currently is just going to wind up as a bad time. You either have the RNG aspect of never giving an invite. You get an invite to the wrong one because you chose to do a one-star raid on your way to work. And now you're never going to do that one again. Or, you know, you were downtown one day and now you're never going to be there again. Yeah. Or, you know, you did a raid at six o'clock and your invite is for 11 a.m. And it's just. And with the added dimension of remote raids, if somebody invites you to an EX raid in a different country. Yeah. That's, that's something new that we didn't have at the time before. I think the entire system would need to be revamped to the point where I don't think it would be valuable to to have in the game at all personally yeah i think it would have to look entirely different in that case just give it a different name yeah you know um but to your entire email that sounds fantastic it's cool that you got to meet fish we have yet to meet fish i know so we're really jealous (laughs) uh excited to do that in the future but that's awesome that you got to bump into him that's that's great and thank you so much for the email mickey appreciate it All right, that brings us to the end of the show. If you would like to send us an email just like these fine folks did, you can by sending it to mail at gocastpodcast.com. If you'd like to send us a voicemail instead, you can do so by calling 262-586-7717, muscling through our very generic message and leaving one for us. Yes, yes, yes. We'll play it on the show. It's a good time. Go to our website for all things GoCast at gocastpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter, not our only, but might as well be our only social media uh, channel that's at GoCast podcast. You can also help support the show monetarily via Patreon. That's spelled P A T R E O N.com forward slash GoCast podcast, or just search Patreon and GoCast podcast in Google. You'll find us and shout out to our elite trainer tier patrons. Thank you so much to 
Bo, Daniel, Zach Walker, Andrew, Lori, Michael, Ozzy, Ted, Tish, Ben, Marvin, and Mimi, Swartz, Thayer, Jason, Justin, Charles, Modders, Lee, and William. Very much appreciated to all of you. Thank you for keeping the digital lights on. But if you do not want to give at the Elite Trainer tier, the lowest tier is $1 a month. Or if you buy the year, I think it's $10.80 with the discount. And, and that gets you access to the Hatron Discord, which is like the best thing. It's like the thing value <laughs> <laughs> all right but if monetary support's not in the cards for you or just not interested in doing so you can still help us out by leaving us a review please do so on anywhere that you can leave a review it helps us out more than you know like it, it really really does it makes our show more discoverable more popular all that sort of stuff so please take a moment if you could we would very much appreciate it all right mr call we gotta set some goals and then we're gonna get out of here adventure week is, is finishing up and this weekend you reminded me tomorrow is the research day yeah, it is. I'm thankful. I'm not working until two tomorrow. I'm going to go see if I can convince my girlfriend to go play with me in a local park, catch some Tyrant specifically. I know Amora is technically better in PvP, but I want Tyrant. I like Tyrant. <laughs> and I still need a shiny Bastiodon, so I'm hoping to get uh, lucky in that aspect. So, yeah, we can do shiny Shieldon as a goal for that. Okay. Finish my rocket leaders. I want to be level 45 when we record next. That's six leaders, five leaders. I have one waiting to be done right now, I think. Good deal. Okay. And make sure I open my maximum gifts every day. I'm making an effort. I swear. Anybody who's on my friends list right now, you pay attention. It's it's happening. <laughs> it's happening. I've seen it's messages happening. on Discord. I've seen messages on Discord. It's like Kyle opened my gift and sent me one. <laughs> More than one person has said it, and it makes me smile. I'm very proud of you. I do not have uh, that level of commitment to gifting. I've been putting in a good effort this week, especially for Adventure Week, um, but not nearly the level you are. So I, I bow to you, sir, the superior gift drive, <laughs> too, I will admit. For now. That's for now. Absolutely. Every day is a brand new day, Kyle, for us to argue about something, right? Yep. yep. <laughs> okay, so I've got research day, shiny shield on, finish rocket leaders, and open up maximum gifts for you. Yes. Okay, excellent. For myself, I also want to participate in research day. I got some stuff going on, but I'm going to try to do it, you know, intermittently uh, throughout that stuff. That'll be great. Hatch 50 eggs, walk 25 kilometers, and a shiny. It doesn't have to be anything new. It doesn't even have to be from research day. Just any old shiny. I've gotten pretty lucky lately. I got some shiny shadow execute the other day. That was nice. So uh, we'll see. Hopefully that luck continues. But, uh, well, we really hope that you have all the luck in the world for the rest of Adventure Week, which is just one day, and Research Day. And we'll see you relatively soon for our next recording on Tuesday here. So uh, shiny vibes and all that good stuff. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening all the way through. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.